Welcome to Holistic Accountant Podcast, where we aim to showcase how adopting a holistic approach in accounting and tax maximizes value for clients. Beyond traditional tasks like preparing financial statements and tax returns, a holistic accountant focuses on offering advice that maximizes personal wealth on an after-tax basis. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rating and sharing it with those who might also benefit. And to ensure you stay updated, subscribe to our weekly email. The link is in the show notes. Okay, today Mina and I would like to talk about payroll tax liabilities and something that the a few states around Australia are on a bit of a warpath about. Uh, so let's talk about the issue. The issue is that the some uh, state revenue offices or office of state revenue, depending on which state you're in, they've got different names, but the um, state-based entity that levies or deals with payroll tax, um, a lot of them are trying to obviously raise tax revenue because particularly over the COVID period, a lot of the states have got themselves into quite a bit of debt, particularly Victoria. Thanks, Dan. Um, and uh, and they're looking obviously to you know raise tax revenue, repay that debt, and so I think that's a, as a general uh, sort of warning for for people that um, run businesses, invest in property. Um, you need to be aware of that because they're certainly on the warpath with land tax as well. But anyway, with respect to payroll tax, what they're trying to do is target businesses that don't have employees, that have independent contractors or service providers. Um, and argue those people are actually employees. And if they win that argument, then they can levy payroll tax tax against that entity. And New South Wales is particularly active in this space. But trust me, if New South Wales is successful in doing that, I guarantee all the states will uh, follow in their footsteps. So it's something to be really conscious of because it can have you know significant... I mean, they go back five years... Uh, and levy payroll tax on five years of payroll that you know you're up for a lot of already liability plus interest and um, maybe even penalties if they get really aggressive. So, Mina, what sort of businesses are impacted by you know this sort of situation? So, uh, New South Wales has gone after medical practices in the initially. So basically, a lot of medical entities and allied health professionals use uh, service agreements. So what that is is where the clinic would generate the patient fees or hold the patient fees on trust um, for uh, a respective medical practitioner and then disperse a certain percentage of those patient fees to the medical practitioner and retain uh, some as a service fee to cover their costs, such as rent, salaries and so forth. Now, they're basically saying that the practitioner, that service agreement, that practitioner is considered to be an employee and that that practitioner is then almost as as such as like a labour hire arrangement and should should fall under the payroll tax category. Now, if you're a large medical practice or not even large, if you're a, a, you know, a small to medium medical practice, depending on what state you are in, you're, it, it can very easily tick over the payroll tax threshold between your wages, between your doctors and your receptionists and so forth. It's very easy to get over that, that sort of uh, threshold. And as you as George mentioned, they go back five years, so that, that liability could be somewhat significant. Now, they're going after these medical and allied health entities. There's a lot of other arrangements that um, 
that have that are common to this, such as uh, broking uh, mortgage brokering services. Yeah, so New South Wales is uh, trying to go out after aggregators. So an aggregator is a business or service provider that a lot of mortgage brokers use. And what happens is they have the agreements with the bank. Um, and uh, the bank pays the aggregator a commission and then and then pays that on to the mortgage broker and the aggregator might keep uh, either a fixed fee or percentage for providing services such as software and compliance and those sorts of things. To my mind, that aggregator relationship um, is, is not even – doesn't represent or resemble an employee-employer relationship by any stretch of the imagination – but I think we can take it as uh, an indication of how aggressive uh, certainly New South Wales has been in this regard. And as I said at the beginning, if they're going to be successful, then look out, all other states will follow. Uh, Samina, what can we do about it? Um, so the first first option is actually uh, is to put all your contractors um, as employees or labour hire arrangements. So that means, yes, additional work cover expenses means you have to remit super for them. There's additional compliance in the fact that, you know, more payroll um, processing that you have to do and more uh, POIG that you need to withhold. Um, And more likely than not, it'll still get you over the payroll tax threshold. Uh, a second, a secondary solution. So, so obviously, that's not a, that's not that's really not a great a solution. solution. No. That's not a great solution. <laughs> <laughs> so the the secondary solution is to basically have the the practitioner or whoever's deriving the patient fees actually own all the fees. So, for example, if we use the medical practice as an example, have have the doctor that's earning those fees that a hundred percent of those patient fees go directly into that doctor's bank account, a bank account that's solely controlled by the doctor, and then they will pay then the service fee for their share of costs associated with the rent, the wages, and any other overheads of the medical clinic back into the clinic. Now, it's not a perfect arrangement. You, it's really important to get the that the, the legalities behind it correct, um, to have the service agreements drawn up correctly by, by someone that understands the law well, and make sure that you have the right advisors behind you to make sure that there is no exposure to, to the payroll tax issues that we've just discussed. And also, um, I mean, something to be mindful of, if the states are successful at, at raising more payroll tax revenue as a result of arguing that people are employees, you know the federal government is going to be behind them in the queue, then asking for superannuation guarantee contributions. Because if the state is successful in arguing that they're employees, then the federal government is going to turn around and go, well, not only did you pay those people a salary then, you now uh, have to pay a superannuation guarantee. So you could be up for another sort of 10 or 11%. Uh, on the expense and the associated, sorry to cut you off, and yeah. the associated interest and penalties because yeah. those are quite hefty for back payments of super. Yeah, and if you and they're not deductible either, are no. they? Amina? Yeah, so you've got a big expense there, but you don't get a tax deduction for it. So, I guess what we're saying is you need to be on top of these things, uh, and uh, I'm not convinced that, or I should say, we're not convinced that there's a perfect solution yet. Um, but it's something that's a, a very live issue and, and one that you need to be talking to your holistic accountant about, um, particularly if those you know those arrangements are going to impact you. Now, if you, if you don't use any sort of contractors or service providers in, in that way, then don't worry about it. But if you do, it's something you need to be on top of. Okay, that's it for this week. Until next week, bye for now.